All right, welcome to America This Week. I'm Matt Taibbi. I'm Walter Kern. Walter, where are you? Are you back from your super secret thing? Yeah, uh, my, my magical mystery tour through the motels of Wyoming is over. I'm back at home sweet home, main base, Livingston, Montana. And uh, glad to be here. I'm on vacation. I'm, on, I'm in my own super secret location in southern Massachusetts. Uh, but we have a lot to talk about this week. Uh, at some point, we're going to have to divulge the, the secrets of your investigation. I, uh, I guess it's not time yet to do that. Yeah, it, it, it's for the newspaper I'm uh, editing at the moment, County Highway. Um, but as soon as it trembles on the lip of publication, our listeners will hear first about the secrets of the universe that have been kept from you. Excellent. All right. We just want to prime everybody for that. Yeah. yeah. For that moment, uh, yeah. that wrinkle in time, as uh, Madeline <laughs> would say. So, uh, big doings. We're, we're recording on a, a Thursday morning, which means that last night we had two uh, dueling events, which in themselves sort of demonstrated a great deal about the current realities of uh, American politics. There was the first GOP debate. And then there was preceding it a an interview of Donald Trump on X by Tucker Carlson that massively outdrew ratings wise the debate. And there's a lot to say about just that core fact alone. But do you have numbers on that, Matt? We don't know exactly what the numbers were. We we can we can start by saying in 2016 the first GOP debate was one of the most watched political events uh, in American history. It had 24 million views. That was when Donald Trump was on stage. You remember the fanfare that, you know, that, that, was, a, that was attended with. Um, this time around, Trump does a, uh, an interview with Tucker Carlson, and I believe it gets 184 million impressions, something along those lines. Uh, we don't have the numbers yet as of this moment for the debate on Fox. And by the way, Trump took a shot at Fox uh, in his interview with, uh, with Tucker and had some uh, interesting things to say about the dynamics of that. We'll, we'll get to that. But I think we can be reasonably assured that whatever, the, whatever numbers they did, it, it was pretty uh, anemic compared to uh, uh, what happened on the, the Tucker Carlson interview. Uh, so did, did you have any thoughts just first of all, on what, what that, that ends up looking like for the Republican Party and for people like Ron DeSantis? Okay. So first of all, new media went up against uh, old media and new media won. Right. Um, Donald Trump went up against the entire field and he won in, in the sense that he garnered you know, vastly more attention. Uh, what does it say about the people on stage in Milwaukee that they, you know, lost to a Twitter interview? I mean, maybe it says something about media forms, but it also says that the whole group of them doesn't hold a candle in terms of the intensity of uh, its appeal to Donald Trump. And that's reflected in the polls. I mean, the whole thing is kind of weird. You you know, rarely have we had a guy in a non-incumbent year who has been this far ahead of his rivals. 
Um, and yet we're still acting, I guess, because Trump is in legal peril as though the whole thing is still in play. Um, it doesn't seem to be that in play to me unless Trump, you know, stumbles badly. The debate, and, you know, I'm not original in saying they aren't debates. They're, they're terrible. I don't know what they are. They're not speeches. Oh. They're not, they're not shuffled speeches. They're certainly not, you know, debates or arguments. Um, they feel like beauty pageants um, in which people compete to say, uh, you know, boring things in a perky way. Um, and uh, it was hard to watch, to be honest. I mean, the debate, w w besides being tedious, it just kind of gave me a stomach ache because they were falling back on, on rhetoric and formulas that I, I thought we were past as Americans. Or, you know, it, it was like a bad time travel thing. Right. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was like back to the future 19 or something like that. Uh, we're going back to the era when these kinds of exchanges mattered. And the only thing that mattered in the debate in the entire debate was that one of the candidates essentially said that he didn't belong on that stage. Um, and we got a couple of clips. We are going to take a brief moment and talk about the elephant not in the room. Former President Trump has been indicted in four different states on 91 counts. He will be processed tomorrow in Georgia at the Fulton County Jail for charges relating to the 2020 election loss. You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Just hold on. So just to be clear, Governor Christie, you were kind of late to the game there, but no, you raised I, your hand? No, I'm doing this. Look. <laughs> Look, I'm doing this. And I know this. you didn't. Whoa, whoa. No. Come, what's and the then look, would, would, look here's, the, here's the bottom line. Someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct. Okay? Now, and now whether or not, whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of president of the United States. And, 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 you know, this is the great thing about this country. Booing is allowed, but it doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change the truth. Mr. Ramaswamy, you raised your hand supporting. No, I'd like to hey. get in and respond. Let's just speak the truth, okay? President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. And Chris Christie, honest to God, your claim that Donald Trump is okay, motivated... So, so just, in, just to freeze for a second, just, just to freeze for a second. So, so Christie sets himself up as the defender of consensus norms, the establishment. He says, this is going to be unpopular for me to say but I'm going to say it anyway. It's true. The behavior is bad, blah, blah, blah. And basically everybody on the stage, but one agrees with him. And now he has a confrontation with Vivek Ramaswamy. 
Your claim that Donald Trump is motivated by vengeance and grievance would be a lot more credible if your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man. And if people at home want to see a bunch of people blindly bashing Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country, they could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice, and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. We have to end the weaponization of justice in this country. 30 seconds, Governor DeSantis. You know, let me take No, no, I'm sorry. 30 seconds, Governor You make me laugh because you you sit here in an answer. You sit here. We can stop there, but basically, you get the idea, and then there's. That really set the tone. There was another kind of nasty exchange we can listen to if you if you like uh, later, where Christie I think maybe crossed the line a little bit with Ramaswamy, but basically he's saying, um, you know, all of these people are running for president of MSNBC, and I'm running for president, and that got a, a tremendous reaction in the crowd, and I think there's a little bit of truth to that. Uh, but I'd be curious to hear your reaction. Truth, truth to what? Truth to Ramswamy's contention. That- so, so it felt to me like there were all these candidates on stage, and what are they? What are they on stage for? They, they're, they were there to campaign for uh, sort of the role of the acceptable establishment Republican candidate. The, per- the person who 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 can be embraced um, a- 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 as an acceptable opponent to somebody like Joe Biden, for instance, uh, and you know Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, the, these you know Asa, like any of these people that I think they Nikki Haley, they would be treated in a certain way in the media and they and they need to say certain words in order to get that treatment and ramaswamy was the was the one person who was not willing to to do that um and he was i don't know i'm curious to hear your interpretation of that yeah well first of all he's by far the best chess player of any of them because the situation is obvious there's a front runner a populist firebrand named Donald Trump with a certain anti-bureaucratic posture, uh, a certain cultural profile and so on. And only Ramswamy is poised to inherit that uh, support should Trump drop out or fail, okay? So the rest of them are competing for, um, it's like the regular Republican Party is a third party now. It should have third party status. They're talking about a kind of a kind of politics that in the scope of American opinion now is a very niche uh matter. Um that everybody live up to standards and be conservative and you know, and Trump I doesn't even posture as a conservative really anymore in some ways. He's he, he's you know soared past that old designation. They all were using the word, who's conservative? Who's the most conservative? Da, da, da. Like it's the 1980s or something. Um, and uh, so, 
So they're all competing for, I don't know, commentator status or something on it. Like you say, right. at, you know, yeah. are, are they, are they wanting to be the analyst for the real election? Maybe uh, uh, that, you know, if, if Ramswamy is either going to try to be vice president or should Trump fail, the person who comes in and picks up the torch, the rest of them are just looking to be on a panel on CNN on election night talking about the election. Um, or even get a job after the election as, you know, you know, as the next, you know, appearing for the right. It's, you know, it's not Pat Buchanan anymore. It's Ron DeSantis debating with, uh, you know, Jen Psaki or, you know, I don't know. It, 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 feel, it feels like they were after something else other than votes uh, in their performances. A lot of them were angry, too. They just seem frustrated. They don't get much time. They don't really get to respond when they're glancingly challenged by other people. Um, the audience was weird. It was like a Price is Right game show audience. I could not tell. Right. Yes. It, did they have something in their seat? That was, yeah. Yeah. That was causing them to erupt in cheers for absolutely anything. And, and the opposite things, they seemed to cheer, you know, one thing. They cheered Pence standing up for the Constitution by not, you know, helping Trump with his, uh, uh, you know, novel uh, elector theory. But uh, then they cheer somebody else for standing up for Trump. And it's to the ear of the listener. It was all the, 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 the applause and hooting was coming from the same audience. I, it, it was very distracting. But uh, that's just a sort of production note on the thing. Um, yeah, Ramswamy stepped out. He was unapologetic. There was a, one of those terrible questions where they get a kid to come out and talk about climate change, you know. Um, mm -hmm. uh, some young Republican guy who came out to say that young people today have one great overriding issue and how concerned are you about climate change? And Ram Swami was just like, it's made up. You know, I, I, I mean, he, yeah. th there isn't any climate change and it's destroying the economy. And uh, to think that there is. And I, even Trump, I think, uh, might not have been so uh, assertive and contrarian on that topic. And uh, so, so he did. I, th I think we actually have the answer. I think we have that clip. I think it was a hand raise for him, and it's um, my hands are in my pockets. No, because no, no, the climate I change raise, agenda I is a hoax. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, whoa, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a That's hoax. Just ridiculous. The climate this change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate governor, change. Governor right, Haley, are you bought the and paid for? Down by hold on, hold on. In the last century. Listen, look, listen, listen. Had no, Let, no, wait, no, hold on, hold I've on. I've had enough. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT. Wait, wait, who sold him that line? And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said, What's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama, and I'm afraid we're dealing with the same type of amateur standing on stage tonight. Come on, give me a hug. 
a lot to unpack there, but you're right. The chat G- GPT line. First of all, the irony of that is that that is a chat GPT line. That That's exactly the kind of mechanized uh, dial <laughs> <Yeah>. survey uh, <laughs> invented uh, line that they used to feed to candidates like Chris Christie, who used to be viable once upon a time, and they would practice them, you know, five times in advance. And this is this is one of the reasons, by the way, that he ended up. Um, it wasn't him, actually. It was, it was Rubio that this happened to. He got Rubio out of the race in 2016 because Rubio was doing that kind of line, uh, mm-hmm. you know, over and over again, something that he had rehearsed. Uh, but but then this whole thing, like the last time we had a skinny guy with a funny with a funny sounding last name, uh, it was Barack Obama. You know, man, I don't know about that line. Like, and I don't agree. And, I'm actually not in agreement with Ramaswamy on the climate stuff, but, but whoa, like, like what's that about? Uh, that well, was let's, crazy. Just stop, let's just stop here for a moment. Chris Christie, the defender of presidential conduct and, uh, you know, the, right. av- <laughs> the avatar of good manners basically takes a semi-racist shot at this dude because, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't like to find dog whistles everywhere, but, um, and I'm deaf to most of them, but I heard that one. Um, uh, right? Uh, Every yeah. dog in the world was 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 was, yeah, was yeah. wincing and putting its paws over their their you know, <laughs> ears at that one. And and uh, and, and skinny. Uh, does he have a complex about what, skinny? Right? Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> Can Ram Swami stick out? Does yeah. that does that yeah. open open the rules to say you fat you know you fat right. old ball? Um, uh, I mean, you started it, right? You brought weight into it. Uh, I mean, Christy looks like he ate Don Rickles when he's on stage. I mean, like the the, the guy. Can we just stop for a second? Uh, yeah. uh, Brett Bear said in addressing Chris Christie, this was the most un unnoticed uh, whopper uh, joke of the night. Let's talk about the other elephant not well, in the room. What right, the he, hell? You mean that, that the elephant you're talking to? Um, I mean, it, he didn't do it on purpose. It was some horrible Freudian thing that comes out of the tension of having, you know, <laughs> one huge guy on stage. But uh, <laughs> well, I mean, that was a that was a callback to the to the famous time cover. Right, time named Christie the elephant in the room before oh in, in 2014. It was it was very controversial at the time. Christie kind of reveled in it because it right. made him because the, the 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 point of the piece was that he was the he he was the big comer for for 2016. Right, um, but. It was kind of a it was kind of a low blow, right? And for 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 Bear, maybe he did maybe he did just go there unconsciously. Which I, I is think it was a Freudian slip. I think they're all just they just you know uh, are trying to be very professional and above you know above the line, but uh, they can't help nervously saying certain things. Just like Chris Christie couldn't help talking about skinniness uh, as a negative attribute um, in politics. Um, well, what, ha- what, what immediately comes to your mind when Chris Christie says the word skinny? 
Chris Christie not being skinny. Right, exactly. I mean, <laughs> of all the things that you're going to say on, on the debate stage, I mean, I, I don't know. And well, what, but but what you're right. What is he trying to say about Ramaswamy besides the fact that he has a physiognomy similar to Obama's? Um, he's trying to say he's a kid. He's trying to say he's a lightweight. He's trying to say he's somehow uh, doesn't have the burden of experience and and, and the gravity that. Chris Christie has in spades. Um, and uh, uh, Ramswamy didn't appreciate it. He got the best of most of their jousting, as far as I can judge. You know, um, he really, like you say, was the one person who distinguished himself from the pack ideologically, politically. Um, and You've got to remember, he's a businessman like Trump. You know, what he does have in common with Trump is that they both made their money before they got into politics, which is a rarity these days in politics. Well, not a rarity. We have a lot of rich senators and so on. But in presidential politics, rich businessmen are a new thing. Um, We had Meg Whitman, I guess, a few years ago trying, but. Right. I mean, the, the Kennedys, I guess, qualify. You know, you know, merchandise mart, but um, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take back that generalization. So I'll just I'll generalization. I'll just say that you know, Ramswami is somebody who did something. Okay, he had these high tech companies. He made a lot of money. I read that he's worth between a half and a billion dollars, half a billion and a billion dollars at his young age. Um, He's not a lightweight in the sense that Obama might have been portrayed as one, you know, uh, a young, youngish lawyer who, you know, served not for long uh, in in the Senate. But uh, I, I don't I don't know what the whole knock was about. But Chris Christie, your complexes are showing. Yeah, and and let's not forget, Chris Christie was the first. So, quote unquote, legitimate politician to support Donald Trump in 2016, stood by his side, did it in the most for the most craven possible reasons, because he was he saw that he wasn't going to win and. Felt like maybe being attorney general would be a good consolation prize. Uh, and uh, Trump ended up playing him in in a very humorous manner, like they, they kept leading him to believe that you know, one job after another was going to be open. And finally, I think they offered him the ambassadorship to the, to the, uh, to, to Vatican city. And then they even withdrew that in the end. And, uh, it was just really, really funny. So of course he's, he's bitter about the whole thing. And he wrote about all this in his, in his book. Uh, but he's a complete non-factor in all this. And the, that debate, which, I guess some people, uh, uh, some Democrats watched it sort of, they kind of hate watched it out of amusement, but Mm -hmm. it had no political relevance other than to brand all the other people on stage as uh, sort of identical and interchangeable. Uh, And then Ramaswamy uh, announces himself as being unlike the others because I mean, he says it's because he's not he's not bought and paid for. But the reality is because he's 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 gunning for the same pool of populist votes right. uh, that Trump is, that RFK is, that that Cornel West is, that Marianne Williamson is. And he's an oppositional kind of figure. 
um, with even within his own party. It, it, it is, it's his claim. I was unprepared for how um, legitimate the knock on Ron DeSantis as being robotic truly is. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen DeSantis in press conferences, I guess, mostly um, as Florida governor. But up there selling himself as a presidential candidate, he was devastatingly bad, I thought. Uh, I, I, you know, for the insiders, the political headline from that debate is Ramswamy does well and DeSantis is toast. Um, and I thought, it, you know, I thought until I saw this, that this whole, you know, Ron DeSantis is a robot uh, meme was a little overplayed, but I thought it was underplayed after I saw the debate. Um, he's just not a guy who can, you know, in the mythical way that a president has to somehow grab some kind of primal interest in people. He just doesn't do that. And um, so he's gone. Uh, what I always find these debates interesting because I like to examine the candidate who is uh, maybe polling lowest, and that would be this North Dakota governor, uh, Bergram or whatever. Um, and I thought, wow, the guy who probably shouldn't even be there is at least as good as all the other ones whose names I know. I mean, uh, right? It, it, he, you know, he 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 was actually, I thought, a kind of. If you want to go back to old style politics and old style Republicans, he was reasonable. He he seemed quite intelligent. He uh, didn't get much time because of the way the debate was structured. But uh, he was by no means uh, less interesting or whatever than Nikki Haley or Mike Pence, you know, whatever. Um, it's a bad field that they have. Uh, and now we're going to have more of these debates or are, are we going to keep sorting this, you know, pile of chaff to see if perhaps there's some tiny glinting piece of metal in it? Uh, I, I don't quite see the point. What votes are these that they're looking for? The, as you say, this is a this is a niche. uh segment of the American voting population, the Republican who does not vote for Ronald Trump, um, you know, sort of the pro-establishment politician who is not a Democrat. Uh, I mean, that's the Venn diagram, right? It's a, it's a, it's a person who has some kind of uh, affection and, uh, you know, ties intellectually, emotionally to norms and all these other things, um, but is not a Democrat. And that, but that person uh, obviously can't vote for Donald Trump. There's just not a lot of those votes out there. I mean, we saw this in, in 2016, you know, they put $150 million behind Jeb Bush and that he ended up with three delegates in the end. That slice of the American populace is really, really small. The people who are going to vote status quo are overwhelmingly now on the Democratic Party. So what are, what are these debates for? Um, 
are they are they competing to get you know those three delegates i'm I'm not really unclear about what exactly is being achieved well here's what you didn't hear last night nobody really maybe maybe i missed it maybe vivek did it but nobody really came out against the the support for the war uh in ukraine um uh most of them talked about spending and government being too big and all the Reagan themes, but it's been so long since the Republicans have in any way challenged that stuff or, you know, um, they continue to talk about spending and small government, but they've participated in the giant growth of it in every way so so that it doesn't ring true anymore. Um, Maybe if you hear it from somebody like Rand Paul, it rings a little true, but why vote for these guys? The Democrats have all the same bases covered and, they're, and, and they have their shit together. I mean, uh, as far as distinguishing themselves, there's still a little bit of cultural uh, talk that they, a little culture war talk in there. You know, uh, Nikki Haley saying she, she's pro-life, but we've made too much of the abortion issue. That, that was kind of her stance. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That was a strange little flourish that she went with there at the end. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I hate it when they talk about looking into the eyes of their children and so on. And you know, that, that's <sighs> how they, that's how they frame the abortion thing. Um, but, If you're hearing this message, you're listening to the free version of America This Week. To hear the full version and for more articles and content, please subscribe to Racket News at taibi.substack.com or racket.news.